We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the NFL trade, some spitball, our games of the week, and our picks. So stay tuned. And we're back! Yay, yay! Yep. You didn't let that go as long as you usually eh, do. fuck you. The beat didn't drop. I was ready to go. Dun, dun, dun. Yo, last yeah. week. Why do you think I didn't stop He it? was really letting it rock. I, I don't yeah. know if we were. Last week it was, was a long, long thing. The intro's long. I gotta you know what? cut that up. Yeah. Just cut like the first like four bars. Yeah. You just you asked did. me to let it run. Cutty. Yeah, but because you gotta get that beat drop in. Okay. Cutty. I Cutty. agree with him. Should we, should we restart? We'll start from the beginning and we'll do it again. I mean, I'll just sing it. We did ready? only do the intro one time this time. Which We're is, not going to you know, do wow. it again like Tim wants to. Oh, look at Impy's, that. Impy's got his laptop out and he wants to show on the CBS picks. He's second place right now. Yo, if you scroll a well little done. down, I'm right behind him. Yo, you're you're two ahead of me now. I had a surge this week. I'm, I think I'm 19 and you're 17. Yeah, I had you a had surge. 80 points. One off. I had like 60. Yo, can you give us a standing for the for the VM boys on that one? I lift. I I missed a damn week. Like where where are we at on that? Because I think I did really well that week, this past week that I just went. Yeah. You could pull up the weekly standings. I don't know if you have that at your disposal. <laughs> sort of. By forward. the way, from while MB puts this up, if you if you're wondering what the hell are these guys talking about. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum to support the show. And then when you do, you can join a pick pool with us where you make all the picks with us. And look, you can't be in the daily pick, but you can be in the weekly picks with us, which we're looking at right now. Yeah, I did crush it last week. How about your boys? At, at 77. Mm. Let's go. Tim, I, where you at, bro? I'm scrolling way too down, dog. Where I had 87. I? This dude had 103 in, a, in the pool. In one week? Yeah. What was that every he had pick? A perfect week. I think he missed his number two. Yo, did you not submit picks last week? 
Did I not? Or did oh man, oh, I didn't do that well. Forty two. So much. Yo, so, yo, honestly, there was that one week though, like week four or something. I had like eighteen points. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a point behind you. We both missed a week. Yeah, Just putting that out there. I gotta, I gotta recover now. Last week I didn't do my order. I'm blaming it on that. I just did all my picks and I saved. I've been. You leaving. have to change the order because I feel like a lot of people leave the order. Yeah. So it's I've like been leaving the Thursday yeah. game, and it's worked two weeks in a row for my fourteen. So I might leave it, but tonight's game is a little iffy. It's so. a disaster. Yeah. It's the a tough quarterback one. isn't playing too. They got. I don't even know who that starter is. Yeah, so I'm saying so. I'm the probably, Niners. I, I might not uh, leave it as is. Yeah. Um. Anyway, speaking of the NFL. Uh, some trade. My voice is crazy. Oh, yeah. This is On crazy. fire right now. <laughs> I hate it. I sound like. Goofy. See, this is the bad part because we can't soundboard Joe. Facts. Because a goofy soundboard would be great right now oh, for Joe. Damn, you went goofy on he's, he's got he's got a power he's power position over here. <laughs> uh, anyway, aside from that, a bunch of trades went down in the NFL. Gonna run through some of them here. Uh, talk about a big one first, or one of the big ones. Um, Demarius Thomas heads to the Texans uh, for a fourth-round draft pick, and they play each other this week. Mm. Which is nice. You only got to go to the visitor's locker room. You don't really got to pack. Nice to, nice for him. Or you just walk across the field. Right. Uh, well, it's in Houston, right? I don't no, know. they're playing in Denver. Oh, it is Denver? Yeah. Uh, they were there anyway. They made the trade a Wednesday. They were there by then, right? How do you guys feel about this? Do you think there's like a resurgence for Demarius? I think he helps the offense. Well, they, yeah, you lose they fucking Will Fuller. Help. But it's it's tough because he wasn't getting open. And he's in a system that he's played in, in a long time with familiarity. So he's going to be asked to do a lot in Houston. I like I like the move for, for Denver, first and foremost. You get rid of all that cap space. You get a fourth-round pick from a guy you weren't going to re-sign anyway. And you put Cortland Sutton in, the, in, in that guy deserves some snaps. So I mm-hmm. think Denver comes out on Bro. top. But this is definitely a move Houston needed to make. I told you he was going to move. You got to move. Week, Tim said he was seeing reports that he was not going to move. Told yeah. I got nervous because I was stashing Cortland Sutton everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what to expect from Demarius going over to the Houston offense. Like, I don't see him filling the Wolf Fuller role. Wolf Fuller is more of a burner while DeAndre yeah. Hopkins does, like, everything he does. So I could see Kuti taking that role and him being doing like a lot more underneath work for Demarius. Um, I mean, it's definitely an upgrade. You add a, you know, a one-time All-Pro, you know, so he's kind of at the back end of his career now, but he could still do damage. Um, so I like it. It gets the young guy, Sean Watson, a veteran wide receiver, another veteran. And um, despite the loss of Will Fuller, you, you add a guy like Demarius Thomas, it's still a nice add to the wide receiver room, even though he doesn't do the same things as Will Fuller does. Hmm. Yo, I'm surprised. I, I think this is a home run. So he's never he's never not seen number one coverage. No one's going to number one coverage him because he got D-Hop on the other side. The last three, four seasons, his quarterbacks have been Case Keenum, Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler. Obviously, his yards are going to decline every single year. Is he getting up in age? Yeah, but I still think he has a lot left in the tank. And when I was talking to Impy about this the other day, I mentioned to him... You'll like this too, baseball guy. When Verlander got traded from the Tigers to the Astros, he went to a team. Oh, both Houston teams, by the way. I just made that connection. Uh, he goes to a team that it's going to rejuvenate his career because now they're in the playoff race. They're the number one seed in their division right now. They're holding on to oh, – I just said that playoff. But, uh, yo, he's going with a quarterback that could get him the ball because he gets everyone the ball. And I think that he's going to be in a role that he hasn't been ever before. So – 
I think it's a steal for what Houston gave up. Kuti, uh, by the way, boss, I think he stays in the slot because he's really dominated there. He didn't play last week because he got hurt. But I he love it in a couple weeks, right? I, yeah, I think he might. He got hurt against Jacksonville, so I think that uh, that that's a nice pairing, man. This offense and they're getting Lamar Miller more involved. I, I heard you mention on the recap show about how they reshuffled that offensive line, and mm-hmm. that definitely helped. I, I love this move, and I and I also love it for Cor- uh, Cortland Sutton and the Broncos because uh, Boss from the beginning was high on him, and I think that now he's going to line up where he's supposed to on the outside. The rare win-win situation, I will Def. say, like def- definitely a move that Houston had to make, especially because they consider themselves. A playoff team, and they should at this point. Five in a row. You just had a really impressive win. That that win helped convince me about the Texans a little bit, and that Will Fuller injury. He's been injured before, and it hasn't been big because they haven't been in it. They're in it, so they went and they got the best wide receiver available. Yeah, and, and it's so. never been an injury like this where he's out for the year. It's been hamstring or quad or some shit Probably like that. Week to week. But now he's out for the year. So yeah, I think uh, I'm very excited to see this offense going forward. Also, I mean. You know, I'm piggybacking off of what Nick says. Like with those quarterbacks, this dude still has like a thousand yards and like five touchdowns. That's what year. I'm saying too. Like he, he, all right, he's not putting up 14, 1500 yards, but he's scoring touchdowns. And he's, he's not like a burner either. So he's like catching the ball. He's making plays and shit. Like this dude's a playmaker. Am I, I like crazy him. for never thinking that was his game? He was never like a four three guy. He was always a guy that was like give him a screen and let him make plays. Yeah, he was more. He would use his size to get open and whatnot. Yeah, I like him. I like. It. I think he's a good player. I still, I like. I still think he's like got shit in the tank too. Um, I don't know who said it, but someone said getting the best wide receiver out there. I think Golden Tate would have something to say about that. Who also gets traded from the Lions to the Eagles for a third round pick. Mm. Uh, one of the better guys out of the slot. Yeah, I think when you look at the Eagles, Nelson Aguilar hasn't been good at all, right? And then their leading receiver last week was Jordan Matthews. He's playing the slot, so. They're desperate for something. Carson Wentz is making plays because he's so fucking good, but his receivers are really giving him nothing. Alson Jeffries making the big contested catches, but he can't really create separation the way that he used to. So I think Golden Tate gives them a giant weapon. Like This is a guy who catches 90 balls every single year, puts up 1,200 yards every single year, and is used to being the main focal point of an offense. He also fits the attitude of Philly. He was underrated at Notre Dame. He was underrated when he was with the Seahawks. He's been underrated his whole career. Uh, he's small. He holds that chip on his shoulder. That's exactly mm. what Philly does. He fits into that locker room personality-wise. And on the field, he's another weapon for the for the Broncos. On the other side, for, I the, mean, Eagles. for the Eagles, excuse me. On the other side, uh, Detroit, it's interesting because they are a win-now team. They want to win now. That's why they got Snacks Harrison. But if you're getting offered third a third-round pick for a slot receiver that you're not going to resign and you already have two other weapons in the outside... How can you really say no to that? Yeah. So it's it's funny because in baseball, it's so clear who the buyers and who the sellers are. In football, it seems as though it's not as clear. You could be a seller as the Packers were, as the Lions were, and you could still be a contender. I think that's more of a tribute to where the deadline falls, though. It's like the midway point of the season. So teams that are even like three and five that have a soft schedule coming up could even be buyers. So Whereas in baseball, like there's it's the August 1st. So it's about 60 games left, per se. You know, you already have played 100, more than half your games. I think that's why where the difference is in terms of buying it, buyers and sellers. Makes sense. But, yeah, I like, I, I like the trade for Golden Tate. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, I, I mean, I think he's a beast regardless. I think he's still doing Alshon Jeffrey things. And before the season, when he was suspended, they literally couldn't put anyone out there at wide receiver. That's why they brought back Jordan Matthews. So he's been good for them. 
I think Tate fits in seamlessly. I think Aguilar's gone. He was good to start of the year in absence of Jeffrey. But since Jeffrey's been back, he's kind of been missing. And it's kind of weird because I felt that Nelson Aguilar, who took over for Robert Woods when he was in the USC, um, would take off. And he's kind of having Robert Woods' years like Robert Woods had in Buffalo and Philly. So still a mystery to me, Aguilar. So I like the move to go out and get Golden Tate. I'm not ready to give up on Aguilar. He, he did have a pretty good year for them last year, and uh, he's still a young dude. But, yeah, I, I, Tim hit the nail on the head there about Golden, Day, Golden Tate and his attitude coming over. And it's going to be interesting because now they got two guys to occupy kind of the same area of the field with uh, um, Ertz and Golden Tate. Mm. But Golden Tate is, is a guy that just continues to make plays week in, week out, year in, year out. Like Tim said, yo, he, he, he look at the final box score of a season, and it's like 80 1108 and you're like yo i was worried about starting him in my fantasy team i was worried about all this shit and like he's just so consistent he's always out there too it feels like so it's like health isn't an issue or suspension or any of that like he's he's showing up every sunday ready to play 31 years old and if you look at it from the from the perspective of the eagles he's a free agent at the end of the year so maybe you get back the same value or even maybe a better value in a a compensatory pick same thing with Ha Clinton Dix. Same thing with a lot of these guys. They're gonna they're gonna get a compensatory pick for them. And also remember, if you've noticed, every team that has made a trade of importance, or if you deem it important, every team has had a quarterback on a rookie deal. Cowboys with Dak Prescott, they bring in Amari Cooper. Um, Carson Wentz with Golden Tate coming over. Deshaun Watson with DT coming over. It's guys that are not making the money that like Kirk Cousins and Eli Manning and Joe Flacco is making. So it's easier for you to build your roster like that the best luxury in all the sports is not paying your quarterback uh yeah just uh, also with the lions obviously they boss touched on it the giants traded snacks to, to them um also someone just said his name your huge bust haha clinton dicks relax was straight i retracted that statement legitimately immediately to the reds <laughs> yeah, because immediately we snapped on you the big bust haha clinton dicks i mean obviously the packers don't believe in him he's played he's played 100 percent of the snaps for them this year that doesn't seem to make a difference they shipped him off just as well they believe in the guy behind him he's been on the ir i think ja- josh jackson if i'm not mistaken well is they're his name. going younger too yeah right? they believe young in it. they think they're too. improving their secondary or they're just going younger by trading haha clinton dicks and he they the rumor has it that he's been a problem in the locker room. I think that's why they got rid of him more than anything. Right. So, I mean, if you're... But we've also seen a guy like Josh Gordon get suspended for three years and then end up on the Patriots. Like, sometimes you just, if, they're, if they're that good, you deal with it. Mm. But, I mean, for, for the Redskins, they're shady the fourth best defense in the league. And now this does give them the two highest graded safeties on pro football focus. Now, you know, take that with a grain of salt, if you will. But... Why? Because it's, you know, there's, there's a bunch of grading systems out there. It's not just one. It's just funny that uh, anytime it doesn't back your opinion, PFF. You always say this, but I have made it very clear. I only use PFF for O-line because I don't know how the fuck else. Like, what? There's no stats. I'm not, I'm not a fucking O-line coach where I could watch them all. Oh, footwork. Oh, great footwork. So I rely on PFF <laughs> for that. O-line I don't really coach. rely on PFL for anything else. But... Anyway, yeah, I'm about to talk about PFF later in the in the offensive line <laughs> game. But there's a lot of other places, though, that have graded HaHa Clinton-Dix as a below-average safety. Mm. And his tackling has been a problem. And 
you have to take that, those things into consideration. But it does give a pair of great safeties to the Redskins on a fourth-ranked defense, second against the run. Watch out for the Redskins is all I'm saying. I also like uh, Quentin Dunbar has had a monster year so far. Another guy that's been highly rated on uh, Tim's PFF. And also Josh Norman on the other side. So they have a they have a really good secondary now they just put together with DJ Swearinger back there too, who's having an all-pro kind of year. Yeah, it was good already, and they traded Fuller for Alex Smith before the season, mm-hmm. and now they just added like a pro bowler in Clinton Dick. So, I mean, it's it's makes the strength even stronger. And like Tim said, the only problem is probably his tackling, but with him and Swearinger playing safety, it's going to be hard to beat them over the top. Mm. Uh, last one I have here is Dante Fowler Jr. to the Rams. <laughs> the rich get richer. I find what, it kind of weird fuck? that that they gave up on him. Super weird. So early. Like it he, must have been something in the It's only room. been like be two years. I think like this he is, missed his old his rookie yeah. year with that. And he tore his knee him. up. They reached for him. And his I mean, he class. was touted coming out. He, yeah, but they, they yeah that 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 was a reach across the board. No, nah, I don't think so. He, he was highly touted. He was like a top ten pick. Three was a little like ah maybe he could have gotten him, but it's still he he was still a good talent for sure. Yeah, it is weird because I, I think I'm pretty sure this is year two for him. Because, like you said, oh, he like tore one his, and a half. Yeah, he yeah. tore his ACL. Last year was technically, I believe, his rookie year. And this, yeah, that, that is crazy. So it's uh, it's just like a head scratch. I mean, they did get a third round pick back for him. So that's a pretty high pick for a linebacker. But And for uh, the Rams, like, think about this. You're getting Aaron Donald, who I, I heard a stat the other day that Aaron Donald has been double teamed on 70% of his snaps <laughs> this year, and he still has 10 sacks. Like, he said six in the past two weeks. My brother told me that stat, and I, I was in a car, and I looked at him, and my jaw literally dropped open. Like, I could not believe what the fuck I was hearing. Imagine that pressure coming from the interior, and now you have to worry about Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler on the outside. The Rams are not fucking around. They're trying to destroy people. I think they are going <laughs> to. Yeah, that team is. That They're team already is destroying people. Complete top to bottom everywhere. And, yeah, yo, he's a young-ass kid. Giving up a third-round pick, it's a... It's essentially your draft pick now. Are you going to get a guy in the third round that's going to be as good as Dante Fowler? Probably not. So it's a steal for the Rams. Another team that's not paying their quarterback and they can make all these moves. Well, Fowler's him. not getting paid. Fowler's either. not getting paid either. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, all right, cool. You guys want to get to this pit bull? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we are going to start with Blooming Rose. Uh, so Derek Rose yesterday turned back the clock. Uh, he dropped 50 points. And not only is it crazy that Derrick Rose dropped 50 points now, he's never dropped 50 points. In fact, his old career high was 42 points, so he shattered that completely. It's been seven years since he's even shot since he's even scored 40 points in a game. He shot over 50% from the field, four of three from seven. So he did it so he did so very efficiently. And he did this against the Utah Jazz, one of the best defensive teams in basketball. Also had that Nick pointed out. Did you say out. four of three from seven? <laughs> he did. I uh, said four of seven from three. You know, I was like trying yeah, to I was like, did. there's a seven point shot. <laughs> And he went four of three. Yeah. But um yeah, so he did it against the Jazz, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Uh also, Jazz cut him last season, as Nick pointed out. Mm. So revenge. So you saw him get emotional afterwards, and Derek Rose has been known as a guy who definitely thinks about what could have been and his legacy and all that stuff. He's so. also very stoic in his demeanor. Like he never sh- I feel like he never shows emotion. He's, He's very like Kawhi. Even keeled, yeah. So, I'm happy for him, man. I, I love I love Derrick Rose. I liked him when he was at the Knicks. Like you could tell, he was not the same player he was, but he always 
left it on the floor 100%. Yeah, he called us a super team. It was a little, ew, that was a reach. Um, <laughs> 2.30. Fight week in the garden. It's going down. It's going to be the Black Beast. Are you going? No, I wish I was going. Oh. But uh, I'll be going to the bar, yeah, if that's what you're asking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Black Beast versus DC for the heavyweight title, and everyone knows about Black Beast. We talked about him just about the last pay-per-view, how he has those. Told you guys, watch out for those famous post, post-fight post interviews. And once again, his balls was hot, and that went viral. Yeah. And now he's like a social media sensation and a, a fan favorite and all that. So he's fighting Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight title. Jacare is filling for Luke Rockhold, fighting Chris Weidman in the co-main. And there's just you know a lot of exciting fights up and down the card. A lot of New York flavor on the card. And... Israel Adesanya, who mm. Danny Priori, friend of the show, ran into. Oh, yeah, that was which so Which was random. fire. Um, he's fighting at Derek Brunson, so that's another top middleweight. It's like a middleweight exhibition, pretty much. And then you got the that's heavyweight a good title fight. Yeah, it's, it's loaded top to bottom. Yo, also, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Black Beast was doing some interview. He was standing on a basketball court and had a microphone. They're like, what do you usually eat before, I, for, before fights? He's like... Well, you know, if my wife's in town, I'll eat ass and then like, I'll have some pasta <laughs> yeah. or something. It's like, the fuck? This guy's crazy. Yo, oh, I was waiting. Uh, I was reading. Not reading. I was watching his interview with Megan O'Leary, and uh, she asked him what he eats after the fights. And he's like, well, I'm in New York, maybe some pizza. Or he said the sugar factory. And O'Leary, like, bugged out. She's like, oh, my God, like the Kardashians go there. He's like, who's that? <laughs> he goes he goes nah for real, i don't know who that is they're like the black man's kryptonite i don't know <laughs> he's like i don't know who they are that's hilarious yeah i started dying it was like two in the morning i was in my bed watching i was dying laughing. the deep depths of the kardashian puss that we've uh we've definitely like, yo it's a black man's kryptonite yo that's hilarious every, every athlete that bangs them it's, it's over for them it's over jenner's jenner's all the way uh sad time in lester <laughs> Uh, the owner of Leicester City, I'm going to try to pronounce this and I apologize. Vikai Srivadahana Prabhya. I'm going to go on record and say that's most likely wrong. I mean, we'll, we'll he's, re- there's mad letters. Mad he, letters, yeah. yeah. So he's the owner of Leicester City and he died in a helicopter crash over the weekend. Oh my God. Rest in peace. Um, near the stadium, I believe, if I was not mistaken. Yeah. And Yo, this is the guy that put together the greatest underdog story in all of sports. We'll probably never see that again. He changed betting markets. No longer is a team a 5,000 to 1 long shot over in Europe. And William Hill, the longest long shot you could get is 1,000 to 1 odds. Uh, and they won the Premier League a couple of years ago. We, we brought them up throughout that historic campaign. And some of the players like Mares, who now plays in uh, Man City, he scored a goal and he pointed up to the sky and started like getting really choked up and emotional. Because, you know, this guy... Literally took a bunch of like cast offs and whatnot, and they won the Premier League, which changed is, it a lot. It's like life changing yeah, too for the players. It's crazy. So rest in peace to him and to the people of Leicester. Crazy. Um, well, condolences to the people of Leicester. Condolences. Not rest in peace to the people of Leicester. Oh. They're, they're still. Oh alive. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no excuse, November. So uh, update on no excuse, November. Today's day one. Strong. Oh. All right, so we're on. A, so here are the rules going forward. Follow, follow me at Timpatrop if you want to um, follow along. And I, I gotta say, I, I posted this stuff, and this is by far the most DMs I've ever gotten in my entire Instagram life. Careful. I, I feel, I feel kind of, I feel kind of cool. Um, number one, no drinking, no drugs. Number two, eating healthy, uh, whatever you define that as. Uh, for me, it's the paleo diet that I'm on. Number three, uh, this is optional, but intermittent fasting. Mm. Not um, intermediate. Intermittent. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Intermittent. How, how, what's your split? Uh, 
10 hours. So 14 hours off. <sighs> Rookie. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and number four, uh, meditation for 15 minutes every single day Ooh. as a replacement for those drugs that I was talking about. You got to have the mind healing of, you know, the alcohol, the drugs, the things like that that help you escape life. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to be doing that. Tweet at me if you want to be part of it. About we already have exercise. a nice, pretty good community. Oh, exercise. I forgot that one. 30 minutes. Every single day, 15 to 30 minutes of exercise. I'm actually running home from the studio tonight. Ooh. I'm calling Tim yeah. out on his no excuse November. Why? Why are you wearing that hat? <laughs> it's an excuse, dog. Uh, excuse for what? I, I mean, I, in nowhere in the rules does it say I have to shave my head and look fresh for the show. <laughs> <laughs> they got the cameras on me, bro. I can't look like George Costanza out here. Nah, yeah. That's my favorite character of all time. <laughs> Uh, on the shelf. Uh, Austin Matthews on the shelf with an injury for three or four weeks. Mm. Big injury for the Leafs. They've struggled since he's gone down. And uh, they're facing some adversity right now. I know Tavares is getting a lot of you know, backlash from the media. So, I mean, he picked his... What's the what's the saying goes? It goes like, you made your bed, now you lay so in now it. Now you sleep in it, yeah. So, Joe's favorite saying. Is it? I've never no. said that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've caught him saying that. But, uh, Joe's favorite saying? Yeah, so we'll see what that Leafs team is made of for the next couple of weeks if they can stay afloat without their captain. Uh, class <laughs> move by Lobov. Uh, Artem Lobov of uh, McGregor fame, I guess you could say. He's his corner man. Uh, he fought this past weekend, and Michael Johnson stepped in on short notice. And Michael Johnson missed weight, but Lobov said that I'm going to give you that 20% from your purse that you were going to give up because you missed weight. So I think that was just a classy move from Artem Lobov, who does get a lot of heat from the MMA community because of who he's affiliated with. But I think it was a cool gesture. You know, this guy stepped in on short notice. He wasn't expecting to fight and weight cutting as we've had Jared Gordon on many, many times. Boss, he fights in December, correct? Yeah, December 15th. So, you know, he mentioned how it's, it's literally going through hell if, if he had any way of comparing it. And, you know, this guy, he missed weight by a couple pounds and... He gave him back his purse. And one pound. By one pound, yeah. It wasn't even by that much. But, yeah, hats off to Artem Lobov on that one. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I'd be furious. He's Michael Johnson was on the scale, like, come on, son. Like, one pound? Like, he was just smirking. Like, what the fuck am I going to do one pound? You just go in the back and start spitting. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> mad funny. There was a video. Like, I got to take a piss. I'll be right back. This was a while back when uh, Kevin Lee fought Barbosa in the main event. And, like, like... He steps on the scale, 156, but he had to be 55 because it was the main event. Or no, he had to be 56. He came in 57, and they showed a video of like Dana just like, it's all right, go to the back. And then Dana holding his throw a bucket. <laughs> like it, was, it was obviously like a joke, but yeah. he's like, yeah, just throw up a little bit, and we'll you know, tip the scale your way. Dude, I feel like Sick I could joke. lose a pound. How hard is it to lose a pound? Take a dump? After you trained every... my entire fucking life. Yeah. If it was that easy, I'd be skinny. Yeah, I mean, multiple pounds is tough, but like one pound? <laughs> I go lose a pound right now. Yeah, but you're like deprived of all your water in you. You can lose a pound right now because you're not going to wait. How? Just shit. Start throwing up. Shit, throw up. A nice dump will do the trick. Yo, just cut your fucking hand off. You ever weigh yourself before and after a dump? Yeah. I never have. One time I was like, yo, was that like a two pound dump? Is it legit? Yo, sometimes when you drink a lot. For real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You lose lose two, three pounds every time you shit. bro. Yeah. Yeah, but like. You ever take a shit and it's like. It hits the water and it's like, yo, don't shit a cannonball at this shit? <laughs> like in pirate movies, when the cannonball hits the water, you're like, dome And you're like, yo, I probably lost five pounds right now. And the worst part about that is, does, does the water somehow come up and splash you? Yeah, yeah I don't yes, like yes, that. I gotta take a shower and it's, now. And it's pee man. water. What? It's pee water. Like, I don't know. I pee every time I shit. Am I, am I weird? No, nah, no, nah, I do that too. Nah. Yeah, every time. And the pee usually comes out before the shit. 
So if it drops in the pee water, you get splashed with yeah, the pee water. Yeah, it's exactly. sterile. It's sterile. You know what I mean? It's yours though too. So it doesn't. Yeah, it's also you know, yours. It makes sense. Just saying though. Yeah. Also peeing. Sometimes I've peed and lost like two and a half pounds. No shot. Yeah, bro. For real. Water no, weighs. Water a lot. weighs a lot. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah. That's like a it. like a drunk ass piss. I mean, that's how you cut weight. Like you cut water pit. weight. Yeah. I have these uh these these little dumbbells that are filled with water, and you'd be surprised. You put a little bit of water in there, and it goes up like one two pounds. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that just from when I was young and moving my basketball hoop that was filled with water. Yeah. yeah. It was like, yo, she's a bitch to move. <laughs> this kid's got water weights, bro. <laughs> Come on, son. I tried to let that run. Come on, man. bro. I mean, I don't have them. They're oh, my, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. my fiance's. Yeah, nah, it's cool. Nah, you got them. It's cool, man. Yo, say it won't fuck you up, though. What, what else you got? What's up? You got any cool stuff <laughs> that we can... Uh, I um, also have big-ass balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do got they're money the on the fiber. in the corner of my room, and I roll out of balls. What? I do got money on Tim and a fiber, so you... Oh, easy. Uh, I'm just saying. Easy money. I don't know. I think I'm like... I'm like Black Beast in that fight. I will say... So you're ball, not expecting much, no, but it's always a chance. Boss's record like, is very good this year. It is. It is 17 and 7. I think I'd go 18 and 7. He does have seven losses, though. <laughs> I like to shock people. Um, all right, cool. You guys want to get to the games of the week? Yay, yay. All right, first game of the week, we have Rams at the Saints. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. I can't wait to see this fucking game. It's going to be a high-scoring affair in New Orleans. Yes. Mm. I think this is the I think it's going to be 1,000 to 1,005. I think there's like a that. preview of the NFC Championship game. Yo, speaking of NFC Championship again, this is a big game because they're six and one. Yeah, Saints and if they win this game, could be talking about the road going through New Orleans, and then all these weeks we're talking about St. Louis being unbeaten. Like that could change in one game. And let's a lot can change in one game. L.A. By the way, not St. Louis because if they were in St. Louis, the the home field advantage would have been a lot more important. But they're in L.A. and L.A. is like is whatever with them. So if the Saints get home field advantage, that's something that you have to be worried about because the Saints. Have a significant home field advantage. Yeah, that that stadium the dome, is, yeah. is their place. Benz. You can't fuck with them there. I mean, I'm just worried about that defense against this fucking offense. Who are the Rams? Yeah, I mean, I was worried about that when they played Rodgers last week, and they held up pretty well. Like they had a bad first quarter, but whatever adjustments they made, like nothing was working for them. I was, I was mad the Packers didn't go to the run more mm. after Aaron Jones was busting it up early, but. Yeah, they ran the ball like 16 times or some shit. Yeah, and it was successful early. And then they went to the pass game. And whatever adjustments the Rams made, they shut it down. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with Mike Thomas on the outside or how they utilize Kamara. But I'm not worried about the Rams' defense, like, shutting down. No, 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 I was talking about the Saints' defense. Oh. Because fucking Todd Gurley's got three touchdowns every other week. So here's the thing. The Rams are the number one against the run. The Saints, you mean. The Saints, excuse me. The Saints are number one against the run. 77 yards a game. That's it. Right, so let's just entertain the. It's no- a pretty solid game, I feel like. <laughs> yards? But to all the running backs, nah, yeah. let's entertain the notion that maybe Todd really doesn't do as much damage as he usually does. Marcus Davenport is out, by the way. Yeah, that's true, but he's not really the run stuffer. He's the pass rusher. He doesn't come in on those run stuffing downs. So. If Todd Gurley doesn't have a Gurley game, this is going to be Jared Goff's opportunity to prove himself. Has Todd Gurley not had a Todd Gurley game this year? He hasn't. But if there is anyone, it's against the number one run defense, right? So let's, yeah, but let's that's imagine. Yeah, you can throw him out in the flats, catch him balls, makes plays. Without a doubt. Todd Gurley's, Todd Gurley's going to do damage, right? But if he's contained, if he's maintained. And I think you're more going with the approach of him running in between the tackles where he might be, it might be an issue for him as opposed to like if they swing him out, he could still have like 100 yards receiving that way. The best part, I think one of the reasons why... 
the Saints defense has been so good against the run is they're very fast at linebacker. The addition of Demario Davis has been huge for them. He's he's really a guy who can get from sideline to sideline to sideline. So I think it's not a guarantee that Todd really does well in this game. And I know that's not the popular opinion because he always does well, but I don't think it's a guarantee. So let's say he doesn't. Let's say he gets contained. They contain him to like 65 yards or, you know, 100 yards total offense. If you contain Todd Gurley to 100 yards total offense, you're doing a great job, right? It's going to be on Jared Goff. Mm. What do you got? Uh, can you lead a, a team to victory in a game that you must have? Can you do it? It's on you, kid. Go for it. Cooper Cup is back. Go. I was just going to ask that. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, he practiced. He's not, he's not 100% back yet, but he's practicing. Yeah, Sean McVay say he's back. They'll know more by Friday before they, they board the plane. But, yeah, I, I like the matchup for golf, too. Like, Lattimore is starting to play at a high level like he was last year. But Eli Apple's on the other side, Ken Crawley. And I still think that they could be had through the air. And if they do get Cooper Cup back, Brandon Cook's revenge, anyone? Uh, mm-hmm. He was very upset when he left New Orleans the first time. I really like the matchup that he has on the outside. Probably against like an Eli Apple or uh, Ken Crowley. And I mean, Cooper Cup, that, that whole team, everyone could go off. We saw it on that Thursday night football game. Uh, I, I like it. I think golf is going to have a big game because I do think, I'm with you, Tim, that they're going to keep Gurley in check. I think that's crazy. I mean, I can't see Gurley being really kept de- in check by anyone. I really feel like it depends what you mean by check like when you say like uh, you know let lebron score his points and we'll right. worry about the rest of us i don't think it's i, I think well, he had if you 195 hold, like scrimmage yards last week he had 114 under 100 scrimmage yards i think you're doing a good job i mean that's an amazing job yeah yeah i think you're asking for a lot though i think he, they i think they could do it here's here's the thing <laughs> we, we, we mentioned a lot about the outside like the peripherals right but i think like despite the fact of all the stars in the game and all these matchups I think the biggest matchup is going to be in the trenches because the Rams have three offensive linemen that made the pro football focus all offensive linemen team at halftime. And none of them are Andrew Whitworth, who's one of the best left tackles in the league. Mm. Right? So that's four guys that are elite at their position. The thing is, the Saints also have two guys that are probably the best tackle conversation combination right now in Teron Armstrong and Ryan Ramtrack Ryan Ramcheck, excuse me they're probably the best tackle combination in the game so you have two superb offensive line, lines and you have two superb defensive lines which one's going to make a play because cuz it is a rock i mean a unstoppable force meeting an immovable object literally with these defensive lines and these offensive lines Two of the best units in football on both sides of the coin. So as much as we're going to be paying attention to what's going on outside, I think this game is won on whoever wins the inside battle and gets the most pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we saw last week, too, Green Bay was sending a ton of pressure that got to Goff. I think Whitworth gave up his first sack of the season last week. Mm. Um, so this week, you got arguably better talent up front with Cameron Jordan and Sheldon Rankin. So... If you send extra guys and get them one on one, it could be you know could be tough again for Goff, who went down a lot last week. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It's gonna be interesting just to see this game because I feel like both of these offenses are teams that you're like, well, they're gonna score, yeah, and they're gonna go off, and like Todd is gonna get his yards, and like Kamara's gonna catch like 14 passes, and Michael Thomas cannot be guarded, just like his fucking Twitter name, isn't it? Can't guard Mike. Can't guard Mike. Can't. 
I think this game. Not even your boy Jimmy Smith. This game's gonna be defined. (laughs) 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 This game's gonna be defined by a either a big sack or a big turnover somewhere in the fourth quarter. That's gonna define the game. That's gonna be the thing that when you watch sports and everyone's gonna point to it, and that's when the game changed. And that's when the person, the team who won, won. I mean, shit, that defined the game last week when Ty Montgomery, Ty Montgomery fumbled the, the kickoff. And then immediately got, got traded. His, <laughs> and then <laughs> a trade we didn't touch on. <laughs> got his ass sent out of the door for a seventh-round pick, which is next to nothing. Like, a 2020 seventh-round pick. Yeah, so that's like, disrespectful. That's pretty much saying we want to let him go so anyone who comes calling can right. get him for nothing. Rogers probably walks into the room and he's like, get this guy out of here. <laughs> he looked visibly upset that he didn't get a chance. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, he would. Chance to win the game. What do you think? How do we feel about the Packers? I know this has nothing to do with it, but that's they're the like, next game of the week. They're like, like there's like a couple inches away from being a six-win team. Oh, they are. They they have they had that that uh that Clay Matthews call go mm-hmm. against them that shouldn't have been sh- is, is arguable, uh, right? That they would have been in their favor. They had a fumble, nah, because yes, it, nah, went against them. The Clay Matthews call because nah, then, and then the like, rest can score. Like if they didn't last year, they don't call that play and then right, right. So I'm saying they're they lost that game by an a, oh by I told you my bad three men a six win team like six and ten. No, no, no. Six wins oh, at this my point fault, of my the fault. season. I misunderstood that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ty Montgomery fumbles away a big one. Clay Matthews got hit twice with that penalty. That was both in big situations. I think the, the Packers are like this close to being one of the elites. The Packers are probably I think one of the most mediocre teams in football. Top to bottom, but they have Rodgers, so right. they're a contender. Right. Speaking of which, they're playing the Patriots in Foxborough. Yo, they get no. I, I think me and Nick are about to say the same thing. The commercial? No. I was oh, with Michael Jordan? That, that, uh, that's not fantastic. When I first saw Did you, it. You didn't see that? I what? haven't seen it. With Michael yeah. Jordan? No, I haven't seen it. So Michael Jordan it. is talking. It's like a 40 foot. We'll tweet it out from uh, Avid Earns Minimum on, on Twitter. Cheap plug. But. Jordan is sitting down, like in his crib or some shit, and he, he's doing a video, and he's like, you know, everyone always wonders who's the best. Is it more rings? Is it more talent? Whatever it is. And he's like, you know, the only way you can settle it is on the field or on the court. And then he, he said something like, oh, that. and they also have the same number. Yeah, so it's hard were, to. Yeah. And, uh, and at first, when you're watching it, the first time I saw it, I'm it's like, like LeBron some, and some new Nike commercial, LeBron and MJ. And then they, they bring up Sunday Night Football. I was like, yo, is it Sunday yet? I can't wait for this game. I've been. I think I picked this to be the Super Bowl like five of the last six years. Yeah. <laughs> like the battles of the twelves, Packers oh. and Patriots. And you know what's funny? Only the second time Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have ever faced off with each other. This will be number two. Who won the first one? I don't know. I think they should have played twice, but there was one year where uh, Packers won in twenty fourteen. There was one year where Rodgers, I think, was hurt, and that's why he didn't play in that game. And it was like Matt Flynn, I think, might have went up against them. But yeah, I can't, I can't wait for this. I mean, it's, it's my two favorite quarterbacks of all time. One, one is my favorite football player of all time. The other one is the greatest quarterback of all time. In terms of the matchup, I don't, I don't, see, I don't know how Green Bay stops the, the Patriots' offensive attack. Uh, they just got rid of HaHa Clinton Dix, and it seems as though they're happy with the move. It seems like they, they believe they're upgrading. Um, let's see if that's actually the case. Uh, Rashad Breeland. Is is gonna play apparently? Uh, that's that's their plan for replacement at this point. Uh, so we'll see. I Gronk got completely taken out of the fold with the Bills. I wonder if they try to do that with uh, this week and take Gronk out of the game. Uh, if they get Sony Michelle back, I think that is going to be a giant upgrade because they can control the clock. And the longer you have Aaron Rodgers off the field, the longer the better it is for you. That's what I'm looking at for my fantasy team, too. It sucks that this is something I game for fantasy purposes. But, yeah, Sony Michelle, I mean, 
Who did they go to last week? Cordero Patterson? Oh. Like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> For real, like, why is Cordero Patterson getting carries in 20, 2018? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Like, I'd rather just run James White out there between the tackles like they started to do after the fact. But, yes, yeah, Sonny Michelle was clearly a big loss. I mean, the dude, the last – before he got hurt against the Bears, was running for 100 yards just about every game in a score. So something you can you know rely on turning around and handing the ball to Sony Michelle. But you didn't really see that against the Bills. And it was, I think, their reason for the lack of offense uh, in Buffalo, even though, granted, Buffalo does have a good defense that Tim always talks about. Tim touts them up big time with McDermott and them. But, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to monitor that status. He practiced before the Buffalo game in a limited fashion. He's practicing in a limited fashion all week. So... That's what I'm looking out for. Is Sony Michelle going to be active this game? And if he is, I think the Patriots click and probably roll at home on Sunday night. They haven't lost. Both the Panthers not losing at home in a full season. They haven't lost in nine games to Patriots at home. So they roll at home. Yeah. I, I, I can't see how Green Bay can stop them either. But, yo, I, I don't know how you stop the, the Packers either if you're New England. Like, they got mad weapons too, especially if they get something out of Aaron Jones now. I want to see them run the ball more with Aaron Jones. Yo, get Jamal Williams out. The team <laughs> just flows better when Aaron Jones is out there. It just looks like a, a, a better team. The offense just looks better when he's out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about Jamal Williams still. I mean, he, he punched one in last week on the goal line and poached one. But, yeah, I mean, if you're going between the 20s, I probably want Aaron Jones out there for sure. And, and I like this wide receiver core too. Allison yeah. Cobb. I like Valdez Scantling. He he's someone that's you know size and speed that they don't really have because their team their wide receivers are weird, right? Like they have guys that are undersized that are fast, and then they have a big guy like Adams that doesn't burn you. And then they you got Valdez Scantling who kind of does both. You know, he's he's like six two, six three, ran a four three seven coming out at, at his forty times. So I really like this offense too. And if they get anything out of Jimmy Graham, it's an upgrade. If anything, it's just. It's a, it's a matchup nightmare, too. Like, this guy's still, you know, I believe he had double-digit touchdowns last year with the Seahawks, and this year he's hit paid dirt a couple times. So I think that this is one of those, like, old-school cliches of, like, the, the guy with the ball at the end is probably going to win it. And I think you can say the same shit about the game before, too. We didn't yeah. even mention Breeze. It's like Breeze and golf. It's like whoever has the ball there at the end is probably going to win it for their team. Yeah. That's why Ty Montgomery got cut. Yeah, because like yo, dog, kneel that shit in the uh, in the end zone. Let my guy get a chance. Yeah, what you doing out here? What how many doing, times? Yeah, you know, how many times since we started doing the show have the Packers lost in overtime? And I come out, and when we talk about that, I'm like, yo, I'm going for two if I have Aaron Rodgers and I'm in the playoffs. I'm not kicking a field goal. I'm not kicking an extra point, especially with how many teams miss extra points. Like yo, from the two yard line, Aaron Rodgers, whatever. I'd rather that than I kick off to them in overtime and they just go down and score. Yeah. I.e. what happened with the Cardinals a couple of years ago. Remember the two Hail Marys? No one even remembers that shit because Fitzgerald. I fucking remember that shit. I had money yeah. on that game. Uh, I had the seven and a half with the Packers. I love that shit. But, Fitzgerald but still, was going off that game. Yeah, he breaks a tackle and then before you know he's inside the two. And Rodgers is like, yo, I didn't even touch the ball in overtime. Yeah. I actually had the Cardinals that game, so I was happy. I just remember that I, uh, I, I remember I was watching it in Florida. And I used the Veterans Minimum Twitter for the first time. And gifts were still new. And I and I used like a spaceship. Those are the thoughts that go through my head. How's a fucking, what's it called? No Excuse November. You high I as think, fuck right I now? I think what's I might on? need some. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I remember I, we, I were we were at catch. We were at catch, yeah. I remember that because me and Espo had money on the Cardinals. And, he's and like, I, the, I was like, yo, one more play. It's not over yet. And the hell, Mary, I'm like, yo, I had, the, I had the Packers <laughs> at like 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. 
But then I bet him at seven and a half. So I, I covered there, but I was devastated from that. I was hyped. I remember, I remember that. We were at Cash. Right? Yeah, yeah. We're in the backyard, in the yard. That was the same day of uh, Bengals Pittsburgh. Am I crazy? I think I don't. I think so. I think so. I can't. I watched know. that game at Cash too. That's what I remember. Yeah, it might have been. Um. All right. Cool. Hold uh, on. We, uh, let's pick. Let's pick some winners. Who do you guys think is going to win that game? Patriots. Packers. Patriots. Yeah. I, I'll probably take the Patriots. Honestly. Pats. What about Rams Saints? Who do you think wins that game? I'm gonna go Saints. I can go Saints too. I'm going Rams. I'm gonna probably go Rams too. Ooh, two on two. Split. Hey. What it? Just because I don't know. I just think that like Gurley's just gonna score. I'm trying to see this NFC go through New Orleans. I, I like I like the listen, Saints more. Lo- I like them more. A loss does you good, man. You know who knows? You lose to them now, come back in the playoffs. Like yo, this is. I'll tell team. you what, fantasy owners, they better hope the the Rams win. Because I don't see a scenario where the Rams are playing their guys week 16 the whole game unless they're going for a perfect season. So if they, you're a fantasy do you, owner, do you go that for is, that? I, I would never. Uh, I wouldn't like go out of my way to risk injury like Tim said. To my, uh, I would sit my guys like you said. So yeah. then there's I, no scenario where they, they don't sit their guys in week 16. No, nah, I, think, I think they all play. I think if you have a chance to break a record like that, you do. And also, a lot of them are chasing other records. Like the, the LT record is in... It's in sight for Gurley. Like, I think through eight games, he's, I think, a touchdown ahead of what Latanian Tomlinson was. You think Todd Gurley cares after he just fell at the one last game? That was awesome, by the way. Let's, let's. <laughs> Mainly because our friends like, are I, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think it, they'd rather save, you know, the risk of injury than going for a record. Let's it, not forget last year, the Rams had an opportunity to get a bye, and, and they, they still s- sat their guys. They sat their guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. I guess the Niners, I remember that. Bro, you want to win. You do yes. everything you can to win. Give you your best it's the shot. Number one conundrum because there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be so many teams. I bet you the number one player on the losing teams in fantasy championships is Todd Gurley, because he's not gonna be a Todd Gurley week sixteen, and so many people are so heavily reliant on Todd Gurley this year. I think I think it comes back to bite some people, and I think Tim, it's gonna be some I, upsets. I, I, Tim. I will do anything for that to happen. <laughs> you know why you're saying that, though, right? No, 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 no. You know, it's not the studio. Oh, because in, in the in studio our, league, I have time. Oh, no, no, no. no, no in our league, our friend Dominic has him, and oh. he cares about this more. I swear to God, more than anything <laughs> he's ever cared about. And he has Todd Gurley, and his team goes off. If he makes it to the championship, and he's not playing in that game, I I will do anything to just that be would be near amazing. Him. <laughs> just to see his reaction, I will do anything. Yeah, Yo, you know who should have Todd Gurley in that league though? Impy. <laughs> David, yeah, David five, Johnson over there. Yeah, the five in a row though, right? Let him know. I'm never letting he that go. Minds, nah, he lost last week. Four in a row. You say yes to five in a row. Shout it out, Impy on Brodo, by the way. It's quiet. Damn. For for picking David Johnson over Todd Gurley. No, for telling me that that uh, that the trade I offered him was ridiculous when it was a completely fair trade. <laughs> Juju, the Juju trade wasn't crazy. I offered wasn't him crazy. Philip, Philip Lindsay and Jared Cook for Juju Smith-Schuster. That is... I didn't find that He crazy. wins that trade. But I really need a wide receiver. And he screenshotted and said, look at the bullshit Tim sent. <laughs> I love it. I love this shit. <sighs> um, all right, let's get to the last game we have here. Falcons at Redskins. Redskins, you were just talking about having a top five defense? Yeah, and um, get ready. This is my weekly segment where I shit on Matt Ryan. Here we go. I hope you guys are ready. Um, Matt Ryan, as of right now, um, is horrendous on the road. Two games. Two games, yes. Small sample, 0-2. Okay. Small sample. Just throwing that out there. Okay, but his 
Completion percentage drops by 20 points. His quarterback rating drops by 43 points. His yards per attempt drops by three yards. His air yards gets cuts in half from 11 to 6. They're facing a team that controls the ball, and you guys know I love this stat, that controls the ball the second most in the NFL. They're playing old-school style where they're winning with a running game and defense. Um, I don't see the Falcons being able to stop anything. Uh, I think Adrian Peterson has a big day. I think Chris Thompson has a chance to have a big game if he plays. And I think Capri Bibbs has a big game if, if Chris Thompson doesn't play. Um, I don't see the Falcons winning here. The Falcons are, have not been good at on the road. They played five games at home already. Um, that's a spoiled bunch over there. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't, I'm not, even though they're coming off the bye, I'm not confident with, as them, with them being road warriors this week. Hmm. I mean, how do you feel about Ben Roethlisberger, Tim? Just as a quarterback, I know I know where this is going. I'm just saying because his home and road splits have been well documented throughout his entire career. So, like, if you like Ben Roethlisberger, then like, there's no difference. I mean, he's had he's won Super Bowls. There you go. That's it. All right, but end the story. All right, he's won Super Bowls, but when you're lo- looking at the numbers of it, it's the same. He has a drop off when he goes on the road. Sure, but it's it's not the drop off to this extent where. He goes from one of the best quarterbacks in the league to one of the worst. And it's also home it's also turf grass splits with him. His turf grass splits are horrendous. They just he he needs to be playing in that in that dome. And he's much better at home his whole entire career. I mean Breeze, not just this year. Breeze was a guy that you never I mean, like when I when I played DFS, anytime he was on the road, you kinda never played him either. That's fine. He won a Super Bowl too. On the road. On dirt? Because all the Super Bowls are in the, on the road. I don't know if I'm just no, like... They're like, neutral. I'm ignorant. I yeah, just I mean, hate the whole set. like dirt grass thing. Dirt grass? It's super like analytical. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like turf that's, grass. I mean. oh. That's just like the sports well, breakdown world we live in. Like everything yeah. is analyzed. When it's below like 35 degrees. Yeah, so yeah. you know you played on turf, you played on grass. There's a d- giant difference in For, what you yeah, can but do. I, like, yeah, but I didn't play quarterback. So? Like what difference does that make? Oh well, yeah, quarterback. What do you mean? You're dropping you're not back. really are running you? like you're right. throwing the ball. But your players are. Yeah. So it's So then it's not his fault. So that's more of a knock on the players. Yeah, exactly. Why? Because you just said it yourself. <laughs> yeah, the t- why does the floor have anything to do with a quarterback? Like I'm running two steps every play. That's ask it. Matt Ryan. I mean, Don't ask me. Oh, Obviously yeah, something changes. It's like a quarterback slipping in this drive. That's the only thing I can think of. Like grass. Up, yeah, well, do you think he's slipping out there every time he's on grass no, no, though? No. Oh, there goes no. Matt Ryan again slipping. All right, so yeah. what's what's real what's really home field advantage when you I think mean, about it? What is it? Noise. Crowd noise. That's it. Yeah. It's just crowd noise. No, it's you and emotion. It's home. It's energy. Like, so it's what like, does that have to do with the players? It's all mental. Nothing. It's momentum, like the energy from the crowd, like when you score and they're hype and it's like you feel like shit because you just gave up a score or you score and no one gives a fuck. You're like, fuck. When it's when it's third and eight and the crowd is going ape shit for a stop, your defense is out there. They're going to be cheering. You know, you can't hear the cadence. Sure. If I was a football coach, I'd give all my players earplugs. So that way it can never affect them. Or never hear the snap count at all whatsoever. Just everyone guess. Sign language. We're gonna, imp- we're gonna implement sign language. Timing, <laughs> mental clock. Mental clock. Good luck with that. Don't even <laughs> can't, can't hear footsteps behind you. This is why Joey's behind the mic now. Yeah, field with the mic. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off. You give me a clipboard. We'll be out there. We win Super Bowl in seven years. Give me seven years. 
Yo, it's pretty I, big but, time. Yo, is, uh, going back to this game, is there any other team that's record surprises you more than the Redskins? I was the only person, not to, to pat myself on the back, but uh, I was the only person that said I would not be shocked if the Redskins won this division. I think they had a fair chance at it. That 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 team was completely injured last year. I went I went over it. The most injured team. They're still completely in the NFL offense. since two thousand three. I still don't like them. That, 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 that front crippled. seven is nah, monstrous. Is. I and I they got monsters and that Allen or that's why I think it's a bad matchup for the Falcons. Like they don't run the ball particularly well. This is a good run defense, and now you add a ha ha Clinton Dix to the secondary. It's like this is. Forming to be, I mean, it's only one week, so limited practice for Ha Clinton Dix. But the secondary, along with the front seven that you just mentioned, is a formidable unit. I think Even not so much on the other side ball because the offense still trash. Like if you look at the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes is working with the same weapons Alex Smith was working with. Look where he has them. So Alex Smith comes to Washington and way less, way less talent. with way less. Like there's nothing out there for him. Crowder's gonna be out again this week. Josh Doxon's done jack shit. It's like basically three tight ends. Not only that, but like the Redskins score like 20 points a game. That's, it's all, and the Falcons it's all ground can go game. off for like 37. So here's the thing that I think also plays against the Falcons. The Falcons are a big play offense. And the, the Redskins hold the ball for 33 minutes. So if they, if they don't allow them to get in that big play rhythm, I think it's a difference. That's fair. Yeah, but you don't need a lot of time to get a big play. That too. I mean, that's true. But, I mean, it's also their big plays are rhythm plays. I guess so. Dogs. 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 Yo, shout out to Adrian Peterson, though. Yeah, I was just going to mention him. Yeah, awesome. That's, that's unbelievable what he's doing. He's on pace for 1,500 yards. I think it'd be the most for a player of his age. He's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a shout out sorry sounds <laughs> <laughs> like going to give a birthday shout out <laughs> like, funk flex happy birthday to my dogs <laughs> hey yo AP okay yeah, it's you see uh, you can't even like nah. you gotta... damn first boo birds of the day the only person that should get booed is the person holding that computer today that's for you I think it's for you no we're, we're good <laughs> um should we get to the picks? I don't know who we got mm. here, though. Tim? I'm taking the skins. I'm taking the skins as well. I think they cover the spread, too. Mm. I'm not picking them, though, unfortunately. I want to pick Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta. Nice. Two, Another two, two splits. Two, two, like two of the same on each side. Yeah. I like it. So, I mean, let's move forward with the picks. Tim, you can obviously go first because you're still in last fucking place. Yeah, I'm sure, but I'm smacking four, you guys around. I'm four and two the last two weeks. This is my mo. This is when I get hot, and I continue to. I, I will. I plan on continuing to be hot. Four and two is hot, ladies and gentlemen. I just want everyone. To, I mean, to compared know to that. what I was, it's fucking Yo. scorching. Hold on, hold Sorry, on. What's, what's the record? What's the record? You got him. Uh, you're seventeen and seven. Seventeen and seven, and hauling ass. I'm twelve and twelve, and then I don't know your records. It's terrible. Joe's basically just uh, overlooking you I guys. Think, I, I you think guys I'm in the ten cellar. and eleven because I'm also back to back weeks of going uh, two and one. It's twenty two well. games. It's twenty one games. No, oh, 24, 24 games. games. Yeah. Uh, what did you go last week? Two and one. You're 10 and 15. <laughs> what did you go? I say 10 and 11. <laughs> I went two and one. You are eight and 16. I'm with it. Stay hot. <laughs> I'm back. I'm with it. Yo, I mean, that's a, that's a lot better than I was before. I'm, I'm with it. it. What's your record? I'm 12 and 12. 
And you are 17 and... Seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm catching and you, And you're Joe. 10 and 15. Tim Wait, is... that's not possible. I can't be 10 and 15. Why? Because that's 25 games. It has to be 24. We've given 24 picks. You, went... you might have been 8 and 13 last week. <laughs> yeah, a, so was on, this is why we host a sports podcast and not a math podcast. Yeah, I don't know. 10 and 14 does sound more accurate than... Because I'm, I'm 8 and 16, so and that would make was. me exactly two games behind Nick. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. All Stay right. Hot dog. Fucked it up. And I'm like 10 games up on Tim. That's kind of wild, bro. 10 games. 17 and 7. Nine games, to be precise. Listen. It's three whole weeks. You have to go three. No, I have to go on three. Three whole weeks. Um, I remember a crazier comeback. You I'm don't remember it. a crazier comeback. It was you, bro. That was one week. That was two weeks. No. Nah, I, I think you were four and 18 at one point. No, no. Four nah. And, no, no, no. Four and 12. 14 or something. Boss yeah. last week, last year was 10 games yeah, under 500 But I finished well. 500. I didn't finish 17 and 7. I'm cruising now. Right, okay. We'll see. Yeah, what kinda cru- we'll well, see. first of all, it's a five, long five season. Five games is, is very doable. Oh, for you. I'm talking about just like in general. Like, if, I'm, not, I'm yeah, like close cru- to 500 I mean, now. You're cruising. No, no. Yo, listen. Picks, Tim, you lost. Picks are, are <laughs> fluid. The minute you think you've got it, you don't got it. Nah, you I always got to put your work in. That pertains to you. It's yeah. like, <laughs> nah, I think, I, I think eight and sixteen speaks A lot of meditation. Go ahead. Cruise control. <laughs> All right, let me see the three and zero picks. Um, Kansas City minus eight and a half at the Browns. The Browns are in utter chaos uh, right now, and the worst team to play in the NFL right now when you're in chaos trying to learn. Uh, everything brand spanking new is the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think Kansas City goes through and rolls. Uh, Chicago minus five and a half at Buffalo is the easiest pick I've probably ever made. Um, I can't wait till they lose. I, they're going to lose to Buffalo. I will bet you so much that they don't. I don't want to bet anything. I just can't wait till they lose just because of what you just said right before that. I, I The easiest agree. game you've ever picked. Yeah, easily. Good. And Pittsburgh is a plus three and a half underdog at Baltimore. I think this game comes down to a field goal at the end. So I'm going to take whoever was the underdog in this matchup, and the underdog was Pittsburgh, plus three and a half on the road. Um, yeah, I think this game comes down to a field goal at the end, so that's why I'm going with my underdog. Hmm. I am going with the Carolina Panthers, minus six and a half at home against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I'm not going to believe in Fitz Magic, though I do think this might be a high-scoring game. I like this Carolina team. I feel like no one is really talking about them, and at home, at home, they're a really good defense. So taking Carolina there. I am taking as an underdog the Houston Texans as a two-and-a-half-point underdog going into Denver. I think the streak continues. Also, they haven't played since last Thursday, so I do like that. And the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football, minus six-and-a-half against the Tennessee Titans. I made all those picks on my VM pool, so you're going down, Nick. I am. Bedtime. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm also taking the Texans. I had them at minus two and a half. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take them anyway." But they're getting two and a half now. I'll take it. Uh, I'm gonna take the Texans again. Two and a half revenge, quick revenge. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I'm also gonna take the Bears. You're terrifying me though when you're saying all that stuff, and it has nothing to Nathan do. Nathan Peterman starting, man. Easiest pick I've ever made. That's the only thing. Open quote unquote. I don't care. I guarantee you that the Bears defense scores more points than the Buffalo offense. Now he's guaranteeing. Things. I promise you. You're scaring no, me. You guarantee. The Bears are the number one defense in the league, and they're playing Nathan Peterman. Yeah, but Brock also gave him that dirty cock. Brock, listen. Cleo Mack might even sit out again because we saw the Jets last week. Say what you want. It was 102 degrees that day. Mm. 
Say what you want. It was 102 Listen, I'm taking degrees. the Bears, bro. I'm with you, but you just scare me when you're like, yo, he's a Bears He just guaranteed a Bears I ga- defense has I outscores you, the Bills. Yes, guaranteed. If they do, if anyone wants to like take a, a bet with me, I will I'm take, take it. that bet. 10 bucks? Not more Whoa, than 10 bucks. You actually make that bet? Yes. Whoa. Yo, do you know what the actual spread is right now on this game? The the spread in Vegas, yeah. Well, because like we use the yeah. uh, so these lines are set like Monday, lines. yeah, yeah, Monday, right. yeah. No, I don't. They're they're a ten and a half point favorite. There you go. How much more can you can you want a line to shift for you? Well, that's because they're minus the, ten and a half. Yeah, I, I I'm t- I, I gave Buffalo as a pick on that one at ten and a half. That's a lot in a low point total, and they're the home team. It's I think lot. that's a lot of points. This is also Mitch Trubisky. You guys are backing your money on on the road. Yo, Mitch saying. Trubisky is the best running quarterback this side of Cam Newton this year. That's fine. Fifty yards and fifty yards at least in each of his last four Blake games. Blake Bottles might be the best running quarterback. Nah, nah, he's much better. Yo, Mitch Trubisky is a running quarterback, and no one. I, I think I think it's because he's white. No one knows. Everyone I mean, wants Blake to ignore Bortles it. They just assume white. he's a pocket passer. It's the same thing as a as a as a swoon for Blake Bortles. Uh, anyway, Except no one thinks he's a pocket passer. <laughs> no one thinks he's a passer in general. <laughs> I'm completely fucked up now, but I'm going to take... Uh, oh, God. See, I thought the Texans were giving points, but... So you want to make another pick and let Boss do his? No, I'm not going to do that. I can I'm, just gonna ride. I'm just going to ride. I'm just going to ride. ride. I got, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons in the Redskins game just because I think that there's a chance that the uh, Falcons just outscore them. I think that they're all, uh, the Redskins' offense is not great. They score like 20 points, and I think they can score more than that. So I'm hoping... Fuck it. One and a half? Maddie, please. Let me come in here next week and shit on Tim's face. <laughs> Boss, who do you got? I mean, I don't know what that's doing. That was anything. excessive. Too much. Um, I got the Cowboys minus. <laughs> <laughs> he did it to himself. I did. Uh, it's a first. Cowboys minus six and a half against the Titans. I think the Titans offense isn't going to put up more than six and a half, so that should be a, a line on their point total more than it is on this game. Uh, I got the Jets plus three and a half against Miami. I like that. I was looking at the Jets schedule. I picked Miami the first time they played them against the Jets, but I like the Jets now because, A, it's a must-win game if they want to save their season. They're three and five. But they got Miami, Buffalo, a bye. If they go in that bye five and five and come out against New England, you know, rejuvenate the spirits. But even after that, they got Tennessee and Buffalo again. So, you know, this – there's if a they, roadmap to like seven and six. Yeah, if they want to save their season, they granted they're on the road, this is when to start doing it. So I'm going to go with the Jets plus three and a half. And my last pick, I have the Panthers minus six and a half against the Bucks. I took them last week. I'll take them this week. They don't lose at home. The Bucks are in all sorts of disarray on defense. Their quarterback situation is all fucked up. So give me the Panthers. All fucked up. Damn, I can't make much ground. Exact same we, have, we have two of the same picks. Two of the same. All fucked up. <laughs> All right, anyway, that is our show for this week. Uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. BrotoFantasy.com, but only if you like winning for everything yearly sports. Uh, Yearly fantasy. fantasy. Yearly fantasy football. You do baseball, too. Actually. Are you all right? All right, next, please. Four of three from seven? Yo, me and Joey looked at each other like. Immediately, I was like, wait, is he talking about something that I don't know about? Four, three, four, seven. What is the stat? It's a new stat. Yo, I'm numbered dyslexic between fours and sevens, if that makes a difference. You said that before. Yeah, it's true. At the Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. At Degeneration Bet, the Twitter handle for DB, all your DFS and sports betting stuff. At NDVito27 on Twitter and the gram. 
And you guys can follow the show at Veterans Minimum on Twitter and go follow our Instagram, Veterans underscore Minimum. And that is all. We'll see you guys next time. Okay. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.